This is DWZ Podcast here with J-Rod, Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod, here. So welcome back, listeners. So uh, as you know, I've been, I've, been doing, I've been late over the fact that I was going to do this yesterday, but nope, it's not today. It is, of course, September 15th. Uh, well, I decided to do it today and do it a little bit more earlier because I got some other things I need to fish and fry. Now, what are some good content we're going to be talking about? Well, let's talk about two of them coming in from Stardom. Now, as you know, we're still continuing on with the five-star Grand Prix, but we are getting closer and closer to the end. Now, what did I thought about the five-star this year's five-star Grand Prix? Well, I have to say it was very interesting because... This year, the doors were open for outsiders, those who are freelancers from outside of stardom, such as uh, prominence and uh, colors. In the prominence section, we only have, of course, uh, the leader, Risa Sara, and Zu Suzuki. Now, Zu Suzuki had to miss out a couple events due to the fact that she uh, contracted the uh, COVID-19. But she came back, but she had a losing streak in certain aspects. Uh, from what I can tell, but the biggest match she's ever done was against Saya Kamitani, who is our current um, Wonder of Stardom champion, aka the White Belt champion. So there is the possibility we could see her challenge for that belt. However, her last match on October 1st will be none other than her former friend and now enemy, Julia. So that's going to be, but however, this is a good implication of the match. The reason I say this is because Julia, her first two matches that she had did not start out very well. Her first match was against Azuki, a person that she criticized saying, you should not have come back to stardom. Azuki had a problem with Julia being an outsider, knowing that she's nothing but a problem. But she lost to her, and then the following day, she faced former DDM member Mirai, and she lost. But, however, now that she's catching up, now she's currently have 10 points, 11 points, with um, two losses. I think, hold on, let me look it up. I got my uh, thingy here. Let's see. Yes, she has five wins, two losses, and a draw. So that's the, the, the situation is in this particular. However, we don't know how this would affect her with one draw into this tournament. But we do know in certain aspects, if she if she cannot catch up for the next wins that uh, for the next upcoming wins, then she may no, most likely not win the, the chance of the five star. However, we do know in the in the same block as her, Azuki has fourteen uh, points. However, the last three matches she had, she lost. The first one was against Sayakami Tani, second one with Ami Sodi, and the last one was recently this past Saturday against. Um, Saida, her teammate. So that kind of goes out. Oh man, this is going to be a little difficult. But she has been kicking ass. She was undefeated. Uh, she was. She won uh, seven straight matches, undefeated, and that's. And then all of a sudden, she's losing. Some people, I don't know if they're uh, saying they'd rather see her lose, but I would like to see Azuki because Azuki is one of those wrestlers. I feel that she should be at the top right now. So right now, here's this. The point system that's been going on. The only one so far that hasn't won a match in the in the blue star block is Hana. She only had nine straight losses. Um, tied up 
with right now Sayakami Tani is only two points behind uh, Azuki, so she has 12 with the record of six wins and two losses. Uh, as I mentioned, right now Mayu Iwatani and Julia they're tied at an 11 points. With of course Mayu has five wins and three losses and a draw. As for um, Julia, five wins, two losses, and a win. But we do got ties with tens right now with, um, let's see, Natsupoi, Mirai, and Amisuri. They're basically, they uh, they can catch up. But right now, the only ones that are lower than that, uh, basically we have Mina Shirakawa with six points. And, of course, Momo Wananabe and Starlight Kid also got six points. Uh, Saeeda only has four points since she only has two wins. Um, Zuzuki only has two points with one win so anything could change from here on out but any like I said Azuki only is currently in the lead but Sai Kamitani is the only one right now who is not that far from behind her so anything could happen now how is the red star block doing right now we do see a lot of um, we have two ties in 12 points one by Azumi and Azuki so Azumi right now currently has um, Six wins and three losses, and Azuki, I mean, uh, uh, Himika only has six wins and four losses. But right now, behind them, we have four ties, no, five ties. We have uh, Utami Hayashida, Tam Nakano, uh, Micah, Tsuri, and Risa Serra. So these women, now anything could change here and out before we get to October 1st. Now, how, how's everybody doing? Right now, uh, there's only two ties with six points. Uh, we have Saki Kashima and Saki. Uh, we have one... Uh, Koguma only has eight points. Uh, but right now, we have only two points between both Unagi and Momokogo. Uh, they both have almost similar uh, record uh, with one win each, but Momo only has seven losses, Unagi only six. So anything could change beyond that, but who do I most likely like to see? I mean, in this block in Red Star, many fans are voting for Utami and Tam Nakano, but the record shows that we only have Azumi and Himika currently at 12 points. Now, I know for a fact that Himika had preceded the Red Belt once before, but she lost to Sudi. Sudi, on the other hand, uh, she only has 10 points, but she cannot afford to lose right now due to the fact that Julia will be pursuing her because she did say she wants that belt no matter what. So, we'll just got to wait and see what we happen. But some interesting matches are going to take place uh, on October 1st. Uh, one I'm looking for, well, there's two I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have Mina Shirakawa versus Natsupoi. Now, the reason I want to see this match is simple. There's recent tension going on between the Cosmic Angels. Like, there is... As you know, Mina Shirakawa has always felt that she's been the right hand of Tam Nakano. She was with her from day one of the Cosmic Angels, and I understand that. I feel like we're seeing a, a, a somewhat of a repeat of what Tam went through with Mayu. Now, we question that, like saying, does Mayu really care about her star members while she pushed them to the side? And I think right now Tam realizes she's probably stepping into that same, that she's seeing that Mina is stepping into that same shadow. But recently, in her recent win against Amisuri, uh, she basically won by an, a very impressive win. 
but hopefully Tam can just treat everyone with precious. But Natsupo, as you know, she is the newest member. So Mina kind of felt threatened that Tam, that Matsupoi might be taking her attention. Now keep in mind, Tam and, and, and Natsupoi have some bit of history. So that kind of puts it in a conflict. But we'll see what happens then. But speaking of Tam, she will be facing the leader of Colors. We're talking about Saki. So that's going to be a very interesting development. I would, I probably would see the the Cosmic Angel uh, on the corner of... So it's going to be probably... Uh, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. But like I said, I want to see Julia and also Suzuki. Because like I said, if... Ju I uh, The scenario I see is this. If Zuzu beats Julia, she gets her revenge. But also in the process... Julia will not pursue the one thing she wants, which is the red belt. So that kind of sets in. So anything could change here and out. Now, in relation to stardom, as you know, you may have heard about that craziest show we've seen, uh, Showcase, where we had, of course, the Cosmic Rules match, uh, Anywhere Falls Count match, uh, the Hardcore match, what else? We had many other things. Um... But the good news is we are we already know what's gonna happen. But before I put this out, this recently just came out that the DJ they used in the sh first showcase, DJ Pretty Dragon, was announced that she will be collaborating with Stardom in this particular showcase again. However, there's still more some answers. But let's talk about the matches they already announced. Once again, we got the Cosmic Rules match. Basically, we're gonna see, of course, um, Tam and Natsupo teaming up versus. Pink Kabuki, Unagi, and Mina versus Galaxy Punch, Saki, and Hikari Shimizu. This is going to be a very interesting thing to watch because the way I see it is this. Originally, with the first uh, showcase, we were supposed to have a tag team match of the first, uh, you know, Cosmic Rules match. It was supposed to be uh, Natsupo and Mina teaming up against Unagi and Saki, but because of what happened to Natsupoi due to an inspection on her injuries. Uh, she was unable to do it, so they turned it into a three-way. Saki, in this entire match, she was like, oh, fuck my life. Why am I here? But she tried to play peacemaker between both Unagi and Mina. Now, they're kind of act like a little bit of the sibling rivalry between those two. But there was a moment where Una Saki went to check up on Unagi and Mina, and she sees her, and she's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to go this way. But I don't know what. It's going to be interesting to see a three-way tag team match that only involves the Cosmic Angels. Now, once again, as you know, we had the false, uh, the anywhere false count match. Last time we had Azumi, Koguma, Tam Nakano, and Momo Wananabe. I thought that was match was fun because, you know, Koguma, she likes people to chase her because that's her playground. But of course, I saw if you saw the recent one, we saw F Azumi was looking for Momo. Momo was like, "Fuck this shit! I'm gonna go have dinner." So she hangs out with the rest of freaking Odatai, have her dinner with her bento box. She takes it and she was trying to have her chase her, because we know how much Momo's like wants to eat that shit, <laughs> you know. And, I, and that and watching that food makes me want to eat some some of that stuff. I thought it was fun, a fun match. But also, we were announced there's going to be another hardcore match. Now, last time we had this, it was Prominence, Risa, Sarah, and Suzuki versus Julia and Maya Sakurai. Now, the reason this match happened was because Julia, in the beginning, ever since she met, uh, heard about Suzuki getting involved in 
hardcore death matches. She thinks this was a load of crap for Zuzu to be involved. Like, there's no excitement, no thrill. I think that's what drew her attention. Like saying, you know what? Let's let's do this. Let's try a hardcore match. I want to see what the fuck is all this about. And then, of course, she enjoyed it. It, it was a lot of fun for her. It was exhilarating. But I felt bad for my Sakurai because you're in a world where you can hurt yourself completely. And I think Julia felt like this is what I'm talking about. But the reason why this another hardcore match is being set up was because of the unexpected surprise by Rina Yamashita, who is, of course, you guys know her as the current GCW Ultraviolet Champion. She's been with Freedoms, uh, basically involved in death matches, but she's also good as a traditional wrestler in Japan. So she's good friends with, with Rina, and appears that they want to have a hardcore match against Starlight Kid and Momo Wananabe. So I don't know how Starlight Kid and Momo are going to deal with it because Momo uses that freaking wrench in order to win, but... We'll see how that goes. Now, I'm trying to find out if there's any more matches taking place because recently there was... Oh, yeah. There's going to be another match between both um, Sayaida and uh, Sakurai. I don't know what they're going to do. It was kind of strange. And, of course, we saw the, the Reaper once again. I don't know what it is, but it was involved with Saki Kashima. I just hope Saki Kashima shows up because last time we saw the Green Reaper was, in fact... Um, what's her name? You. And I saw a crazy video about that match with the, the Grim Reaper. Uh, this guy uh, on YouTube named Meerkat Ultra. Um, you may find him. He has this great video where, you know, he talks, gives like this interesting narrative about why is this Death Reaper here. You know, the, she calls Starlight Kid, there was a little bitch. And there's the Phoenix, who's also the deceiver. Sayakamitani. Because the reason, if you probably ask me, why is he calling her a deceiver? Because she cries, you know, all this. And then later, it was funny when he mentioned you. He's like, uh, it's just, uh, just a big girl. Just a big girl. Uh, they're saying her name is you. Let me look it up. Uh, okay, so we have the Green Reaper is this big girl named you. And she could have got away if it wasn't for that little bitch. <laughs> so I thought that was it's hilarious. So check that video out, guys. It's so funny. I laugh my ass off watching that video. So it's so fun. I can't wait to see what's going to happen on Stardom Showcase number two. So, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, moving on. As you know, the situation that took place after All Out with the whole incident about the, the brawl between the Elite and CM Punk. Now, more information is coming out, but there's a lot of people are saying about this shit that's going out. Reports were coming out about saying that the, that the Young Bucks sent out feelers. To fr now, we know there's no secret that the Bucks are friends with Cody, Kevin Owens, Zami Zayn, that sort of thing. There's no secret about that. But, according to what Dave Meltzer said, he was in contact with the Bucks, and they're saying all of it was false. Now, I would say I would believe Dave Meltzer because I know some people don't like him, but I know he's very close with the Bucks. And the reason is this. Some people are theorizing right now uh, wrestlers with much experience. Like uh, recently, Disco Inferno and Conan believes maybe all of this was only just for WWE to stir the pot in order to get the Young Bucks out of their contract. Probably so because, look, people are saying 
will the Young Bucks go straight to NXT? But Conan doesn't believe that. Even if they do go to WWE, there is no way they're going to put them in NXT. It's just they probably do the same thing what they did with Dominic and with AJ Styles. They did not go through the NXT process. So that could happen. Now, here's another interesting thing that's going on. Uh, as you know, there was suspensions not only to um, the Bucks and this. There were suspensions with Pat Buck, who is the executive producer of AEW. Um, Brandon Cutler, uh, Michael Nakasawa, and uh, who else? Christopher Daniels. Now, the reason they were suspended is because you know how that is. The whole thing was a mess, what was going on in the back after that media scrum. But I, uh, but I, they're right now, as of today, yesterday, they said that uh, on September 14th, that Pat Buck, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakasawa, uh, Christopher Daniels, they have been, their suspensions have been uh, lifted up. Now, I think the reason they were lifted up because uh, reports were saying that they tried to stop the fighting. And to be honest with you, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I know there's going to be a lot of uh, information to have to go through whether all of this is true. And I don't blame them being suspended because they were trying to do the right thing. But some people are saying, but look, what if they were involved? Because, you know, there's no secret that Cutler is friends with the Bucks. Now, Michael Nakasawa is friends with Kenny. Yeah, but the problem is, what if they were trying to hold him back after what's going on? And I think that was the, the, the real issue, you know? And that was the thing. And I don't blame them for being suspended. But if that was the only case to find out if this investigation is going in that direction, saying, okay, yes, they were trying to stop the fight, they had nothing to worry about. But right now, the situation is tricky. People are saying, what's going to happen? We don't know for sure. The investigation is going to go a lot longer than we anticipated. That's the thing. But good thing is, Kenny is in good spirits at this point. Uh, recently, he is currently in Japan. And he's reunited with Kota Ibushi. Yes! <laughs> yes, folks. He's with Kota Ibushi. He even posted Ibushi had dinner with Kenny. They went to his house and played video games. And they showed up at the Tokyo Games to talk about AEW Fight Forever. So I have to say it's great. And they had a match over there. I have to say it was a great thing. I think Kenny is like, okay, look, I'm just going to worry about this, all that. Because rumor, the stories goes out about Kenny that he was the most calm out of everyone. Not to mention this and that. But we'll see what how that goes. But look. This is the situation that I feel back then. I mentioned it. This could have been taken care of nicely. If Tony Khan would have gone, uh, gone up and told CM Punk, said, look, you and I, we're going to have a little talk about what you just did. You know, and I get the Bucks and Kenny did not appreciate Punk dissing them like that in the media scrum. I get it. But this should have been handled nice, swiftly, and carefully. But no, it didn't happen that way. But we'll see what happens then. Now, moving on. Now, for all you Yoshi fans out there, you may have heard a famous Yoshi wrestler is here in the United States doing a nice U.S. expedition tour, and that is none other than Jungle Kiona. Yes, folks. Jungle Kiona is in the U.S. I just recently saw her in JCW, Jersey Championship Wrestling, a promotion that's owned by GCW. Now... Why is that important? Joan Kiona is a, a, a very famous wrestler we know in Japan. 
We know two years ago, back in 2020, she was injured. Her injuries were long and extensive. We did see her in the first year anniversary of uh, Hanukkah memorial. She was there ringing the bell, the 10 bell sal uh, salute, all this and that. But she did have a wrestling match this past May against uh, Kyoko Kimura, uh, Hanakimura's mom. Now, many people thought back then it was supposed to be Konami. And then later we find out this year that she was going to be on a U.S. expedition tour. Uh, it turns out that Sumi Sakai will be handling her bookings, which is good. I have to say, Sumi Sakai is a perfect example because she's been here longer. She knows exactly what to do. And her first appearance, first true American wrestling appearance is in JCW Uncensored against Masha Slamovich. I have to say that match was incredible. I, I loved it completely. Now, some of you can say this to me. Uh, what about the ring rust, J-Rod? Well, I don't know. I, I feel like she's been in good shape, possibly training throughout the entire time because I understand the ring rust because, look, as I mentioned before, she got injured in 2020. Um, she wrestled this year. We, Her injuries were massive and very painful. And I don't blame her. But she, the reason she felt she had to leave stardom was because she felt that she was burning bridges with the officials of stardom. Because her injuries went longer and long, her recovery is going long. And I think stardom did not want to wait. But I think she made the right choice. But now I feel that this is the perfect opportunity for Jungle Kiona to reinvent herself. Be better than she ever was before. And I think that's the case. So I have to say, but right now, uh, since we're on this, today is September 15th. She will be making her next appearance at Deadlock Pro Wrestling. And her opponent will be none other than Yoshi Wrestler, former Ice Ribbon member and one of the, the leaders of Nomads. Mayuhiki. I have to say it's great. Now, Mayuhiki, I just recently saw her on Instagram. She attended the latest AEW Dynamite show. I know she mentioned she wants to go to AEW to wrestle. Hopefully she gets an opportunity. But I don't think Mayuhiki and Jungle Kiona ever uh, cross paths. I'm sure they're well recognized due to reputations and all this other stuff. But, but yeah. But relation to GCW, her appearance in GCW, it was uh, later revealed after her match, losing to Masha Slamovich, um, the, the commentator said that she will be returning to GCW for GCW versus the world on October 9th, which is the same night where we're having GCW's uh, fight club two nights. So I'm excited for that. So it's still unclear who will be her opponent, but I can't wait to see that. All right, let's move on. Now, you may have saw what happened this past uh, Tuesday on NXT 2.0. We saw Solo Sokoa return. And he challenged for the NXT, uh, the NXT North American title. This was an unpredictable match, the way I see it. No one saw this happening. And I like the reaction from the commenter, especially Wade Barrett. Like, she thinks this is not supposed to happen this way. But I think they're going to tell the story that the Tribal Chief wants to expand all the way to NXT. But the obvious question in the story-wise, they're going to say, did Carmelo Hayes made a mistake 
by attacking Wesley, leaving the door wide open for the bloodline to make their move. I think that is going to be the storyline of of right now, starting now. Did Carmelo Hayes made that mistake? Did his attack towards Wesley cause the door to be open? It's possible. I'm sure we're going to see this coming Tuesday on NXT. Carmelo Hayes is going to bitch. He's going to moan. Complaint saying, it's unfair. This match should not have happened. Well, it did. I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Heyman shows up and says that he pulled the strings to make it happen. And I'm going to presume, hopefully the story tells that everybody in the NXT brand are looking Carmelo Ace. Nice job, Carmelo. You just left the door open for Bloodline. You know, and I think that's going to be a good story to tell. If that's going to happen. So I can't wait to see if they do head down to NXT. Now, in relation to NXT, did anybody saw what happened at the end of the night? Yes, folks, we saw it. The black and gold is back. No more NXT 2.0. But I did saw someone post it on Twitter saying it's NXT 1.5. I'm like, what the fuck is this person talking about? Why are they calling it 1.5? But I have to say, uh, YouTuber who also does this thing with uh, it's, it's me, uh, reveal content and pro wrestling, what's been going on, Ango. He made a good, valid point about why they went back to the black and gold. But the logo remains the same as what we saw with NXT 2.0. Like, you got rid of the Nickelodeon colors, just add in black and gold. That's sweet. I think there's a reason why. We've just been recently seeing wrestlers that came from NXT UK. Not, I'm not talking about, like, Alba Fire, who we know she's been there for quite some time. Uh, we're seeing now Tyler Bate involved. We're seeing Gallus. Janie Madonna. I think the most recent wrestlers that left NXT. And I feel like right now they're trying to make this into a hybrid show promotion. Where we're seeing all of this combination is possible. You know, a mixture of, you know, the talent from NXT UK with the current NXT. And I think that that tells it. And I feel like maybe that's the direction they want to go. And I'd say it's a good one. It's a goddamn good one for me, in my opinion. So hopefully that's the case because, I mean, look, I was a bit concerned with NXT 2.0, but there have been some good moments in this entire brand, and I think I enjoyed it. I loved it. I give it everything. So let's see what happens then, and uh, hopefully we'll be okay. So I hope everybody enjoys this episode. Uh, there'll be more to come. Hopefully you guys are watching my YouTube channel. As you know, I just recently uh, uploaded a brand new video. Uh, I think this one has, of course, um, this episode on the YouTube channel, episodes 826. Uh, we have, of course, the collaboration between GCW and Black Label Pro for Cup Stuff. And then, of course, the day 12 of the star, uh, five-star Grand Prix by Stardom. And, of course, the latest AEW edition, all of that. So, basically, enjoy that.
So at the moment, right now, I'm going to say I'll see you guys in the next episode. So I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang!